0: In the shadows
1: you can hear the sounds The rumble of a hundred hounds Cries of the banshee, terror of the wind go. You only can't see if it's
2: Welcome to Supernatural Creatures and Lore, a podcast dedicated to all the monsters, mythology, ghosts and goblins, history and religion of the television series Supernatural, which airs on the CW, which is now in its 13th season. And happy Halloween to everybody for our Halloween special edition episode. I am, of course, joined by my co-host, Mel Heflin. Hi, everybody. And in the studio with us as well is Beverly, the co-owner-operator of Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts, on Route 9. Thank you for coming in the studio with us, Beverly.
0: Hi there. Thanks for having
2: me. Beverly's uh, shop is the sponsor of the Radio Horror Network, and we're pleased to have her in the studio. We wanted to have her in the studio for uh, some type of themed episode because she is a practicing dark magic user of some kind, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, uh, you 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 delve in like tarot card readings and witchcraft and Wiccan absolutely mumbo jumbo. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> But the witch episode uh, that we would actually be covering is in for quite some time, but I figured, you know what, why don't we do a Halloween-themed episode, and then we can have Beverly in the studio to talk with us about uh, some of her religious beliefs around Halloween, and the episode in question is from season four, and it's the episode titled It's the Great Pumpkin, Sam Winchester, and Mel, do you have the episode synopsis for us?
1: I do. Investigating two mysterious deaths in a small town, Sam and Dean... Discover a witch is sacrificing people to summon an ancient and extremely powerful and dangerous demon.
2: And the demon in question, by the way, doesn't actually exist. There is no such demon called Sam Hain. There is this religion uh, holiday called Salwyn. But there is no Sam Hain. Unlike all the other (coughs) monsters, mythology, creatures, and weird stuff that we cover, there's actually something in real life that is like the thing we're talking about in the episode. Like, we did an episode about clowns, and of course we had the demon that the clown, um, you know, the demon takes the form of a clown, right, Mel? Yes. Yes. Or like vampires and 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 werewolves and everything else, whatever that's been on supernatural, or the various types of ghosts that they've encountered have been based on something in real life. Sam Hane is normally a fiction thing. It's like in Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters, the real Ghostbusters fought Sam Hane in two episodes, and Sam Hane was portrayed as this like skinny, pumpkin-headed, dark cloaked, wearing guy. Just like in
1: Trick or Treat.
2: Yes, in Trick or Treat, it was Sam, the little boy, the burlap sack, who has. When the sack is ripped off later on in the movie, he has, like, this demonic pumpkin-looking head. And then in this episode, it's, um, as most of the demons are in Supernatural, it's a smoke thing, and it takes the possession of some dude. And Sam and Dean are also trying to stop uh, Sam Samhain being raised because it unlocks one of the seals on Lucifer's cage, according to their good friend, Castiel, their angel buddy who raised demon from purgatory just a few episodes prior to this one. Beverly, what are some of the things about Samhain that you can enlighten us about uh in pertaining to what you practice?
0: Well, Samhain is traditionally um, a time to celebrate the coming of winter. It's the end of the harvest. Um, It's a dark time. Traditionally, it's a time of death and uh, looking forward to the darkness that's
2: coming. You said something before we started recording about uh, Halloween going into like the 6th of November.
0: It depends on what type of witch or Wiccan practitioner that you are. Some witches will even wait to practice Samhain until the 6th of November because it falls perfectly between the fall equinox and the winter solstice.
2: Isn't the 6th of November also Guy Fawkes Day or am I thinking of the 4th?
0: Uh, remember, remember the 5th of November. The 5th of November, okay, yeah. okay.
2: <laughs> and of course, obviously many different, you know, most of this episode is going to be focusing on, like, the traditions of Halloween and what we do and what we love and things like that, just because there is no Sam Samhain creature to talk about. I have goog I had Googled many a times. Um, and looked in many of books or whatever. If there's a Celtic god of death, which is basically what Sam Hain is supposed to be when they talk about Sam Hain in the fictional character type of sense, i.e., like the boogeyman or whatever, which is basically what they always portray Sam Hain to be in any. Iteration of fiction, and I refer to obviously this episode. I also refer to the movie Trick or Treat and the real Ghostbusters because it's the only three things I've ever thought of that I can remember that actually had Sam Hain show up. Unless of course there was like a, I think it was like a random episode of, like The Fairly Odd Parents or like you know other weird cartoons that had like a Sam Hain character that showed up, but it was always a joke. Whereas like in Supernatural, Trick or Treat and the real Ghostbusters—they made Sam Hain out to be like a badass. Like it was not a joke. Yes, there was comedy in there, but the Sam Hain character himself was not just slapstick. He was serious, effort, business to fuck up your Halloween with, like, you know, like the one, the one. Uh, we'll play a clip from Real Ghostbusters in a second. Uh, Sam Hain ha- spoke in this dark voice like this, and I will make a Halloween forever. <laughs> Did you ever watch Real Ghostbusters, Mel?
1: I didn't. Um, is that the cartoon? Are we talking about yeah, the cartoon? The, yeah, the one that followed oh. the
2: 1984
1: movie. You know what? I actually did. Okay.
2: So <laughs> they, And then Sam Hain, do you remember the the, the character of Sam Hain?
1: No. That's been, I don't know how long it's been since I've seen that.
2: You can go to Best Buy right now and they have all the episodes of the Real Ghostbusters on DVD.
1: I might have to do that. You
2: totally have to do that. But you've seen Trick or Treat because we did a whole commentary on Trick or Treat before I lost it.
1: oh. <laughs> I love that movie.
2: Yeah, but you remember that? Uh, yeah, but we remember the whole commentary we did on it like three, four years ago. Yeah, <coughs> I think it was right after the first time you came on the show. Yeah, it was. And in that, the little girl Rhonda, the, who play, who's uh, dressed up as a witch, she's the one who like exploits the dialogue about like you know the the summer, you know the uh, the fall festival of Salwin and stuff, which really creeps together right. middle school kids out. Because all they think of her is either the angel, you know, the pretty little blonde angel calls her a retard, and then of course the other kids will like correct her and say, No, she's an idiot savant. So you you travel a lot, Mel. What uh Halloween traditions have you seen and experienced throughout your life of many, many travels?
1: Oh my gosh, I have seen so many I actually was uh really hoping I was going to be in Maui for Halloween this year, but um That doesn't end up scream anyway. Halloween to me. No Not really. <laughs> No, no, uh, oh man! They have a uh, huge Halloween festivals.
2: What What do they like, have for Maui for Halloween? That sounds so weird. They have like
1: this giant parade. It looks so cool. Like it's advertised actually in a lot of um in a lot of the magazines. When you look up, you know, traveling to Maui, <laughs> they talk about the Halloween festival specifically. I was a little disappointed. I love Canada, I really do, but I was a little disappointed to see. I was there on Halloween a few years back and like zilch was going on. Like nothing. Like I barely saw nearly a jack lantern.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's a big Canadian type of holiday normally.
1: I was told otherwise and I you know, I love my Canadians, but um <laughs> that is not how we do Halloween.
2: <laughs> how do they do Halloween in Canada? Uh,
1: they don't.
2: They don't do anything at all. They don't do any type of fall celebration of I didn't costumes see and
1: stuff. Anything. Oh, that's a shame.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, Um, I was never... Florida
1: is kind of lame. It's nothing but bars. It really gets down here in Virginia, Maryland area. Well, maybe Maryland, not so much. But, like, the big harvesting farmer's towns are really where you really see it come out. And I guess it goes back to the roots. You know, at the end of the harvest, it's time for people to lay down their pitchforks and get off their tractors and be able to celebrate something. So, I guess... um, you know, they were working hard all winter. So they can finally celebrate something. So they do.
2: The one thing that I had heard about on another podcast called the movie crypt, the the host of that podcast does the feast of the dead and they prepare like a Sam Haines style dinner for mm-hmm. everybody, including a place setting at the table or a nearby an altar for the dead. And they have all this type of traditional fall harvest food like you know they have like ham they have turkey and everyone talks about somebody in their life who has died and they serve when they have set the table there's all these empty play settings for the person who died in your life to be there through their spirit to be there, which I thought was really cool and something I, I would love to try and do sometime if I can get like Sorry. more than just like one other person there with me, like you know three or four people that would mm-hmm. be really cool. And they do that on Halloween too.
0: That's because also Halloween's also known uh, because everything's kind of dying and there's a lot of dead foliage around. It kind of makes you question your mortality and it brings it to light. So it was believed that. The veil between the land of the living and the land of the dead was very thin during that time, specifically on that day. So you would be able to contact your departed loved ones and possibly feel their energy more strongly.
2: When they say that it's the the thinnest veil between here and the spirit world, what about... How does it work with time zones? <laughs> <laughs> because, let's face it, Halloween is over and let's say, the other, pla- the other side of the exact planet from where we are, Halloween is over. And they're already on to November 1st.
0: Well, in- and
2: there are certain countries that do celebrate Halloween. Like, someone told me they celebrate Halloween in Australia. Yeah, I've only been focusing, like, when I've been doing reading about it on, like, the more European things. Because Halloween's obviously big in the United States. Right more commercial and then in um, Europe where it's more old school traditions and stuff like that which only in places like Salem or in your own life are actually upholding those traditions otherwise it's candy 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 candy
0: it is and don't get me wrong i i participated in every single year trick-or-treating myself i mean who wouldn't so how about some breakfast oh no thank you i must save room for all that candy
3: candy 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 candy, candy,
2: but this feast thing i've always wanted to try and do that now i mean we mostly know of like halloween always being like in the episode in question uh mel did you get a chance you had a chance to watch the episode right yeah okay so uh beverly in the in the episode as sam and dean have to hide themselves from sam hain because he is the spirit of halloween he is going to be stealing people's souls and killing them if they're not in costume or masks and he doesn't do that to anyone in costume sam and dean then put like uh they, they put it was blood yes it, it's blood they put blood on their face or whatever they make it look like masks and sam hain walks past them interesting yeah because they're basically masking themselves but you know that you're supposed to wear a mask.
0: On Halloween. That is not a Wiccan tradition whatsoever. That's more of a, a European tradition. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. So, but you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. All right. You, that race right up there with why we also do the pumpkin thing. that Carve the pumpkins into jack-o'-lanterns. The pumpkin thing. So that way um, you, this, uh, wasn't it, um, wasn't there like a spirit that needed to find his way home? they use the jack o lantern. That's
1: one of the traditions for the jack-o'-lanterns. Others are for evil spirits protection. that are wandering because the veil is the thinnest okay. over Samhain. The veil is the thinnest, and they're just wandering the streets, and the jack-o'-lanterns are supposed to scare them away.
2: Right, okay. And There's
1: a few different things about it, though.
2: And what would happen if you don't have candy ready for trick-or-treaters, besides having your house egged?
1: Well, back in, like, What what was it like medieval times? It was actually more of an offering rather than just candy. Exactly, and it was harvest vegetables. It wasn't candy, which is where
0: the pumpkins come into play. So it's squashes and root vegetables and pumpkin.
2: Now, who was it that decided to change? I know it wasn't like it wasn't the Hershey Company, you know. But who was it? (laughs) According to
1: Hocus Pocus, it is. Okay,
2: yes. According (laughs) to Hocus Pocus, it's the uh, Hershey Company. You familiar with Hocus Pocus? No. Are you serious? No. Oh no. It's a cute movie. Oh my god. Hocus Pocus is a Disney movie about three about uh, a brother and sister who are who are uh, killed by these three witches and then the witches are like banished until like the day a virgin would unleash them. Fast forward to when the movie takes place in 1994 and this virgin unleashes the three witches and the boy who was killed has remained immortal in the body of a cat. He was transformed to a cat. His sister was killed. So he's been the protector of the... What What are the witches in? What are they what trapped are they in? Yeah, what are they trapped in?
1: Uh, the Black Flame Candle?
2: yes the black flame candle is lit that's right okay the black flame candle is lit and then unleashes Bette Midler Sarah Jessica Parker and whoever the third one was okay yeah and they it's a it's a it's a very beloved Halloween movie by by Disney from 1904 I can't believe you've never seen this movie oh my god
0: well it's by Disney I like I prefer Stephen King and Clive Barker
2: but this is like beloved by everybody it's Disney Halloween. I know, but it's it's very much beloved, especially with the scene when like some guy shows up dressed as like uh, Satan, and the witches actually think he's Satan. And they start like bowing down before him. It's like, oh, it's Satan, oh, it's God. you, and like he knows like who they are because Master. he's like that drunk, so he thinks it's like three, three <laughs> trick or treaters dressed up as like the three Salem witches that you know are like this town's like you know biggest, you know like the and and so forth. So they think he thinks that they're you know they're they're trick or treaters, and they think he's actually Satan. <laughs> When at point did they switch over from fruit and vegetables to candy? Or like wrapped goods or baked goods, stuff like that?
1: I'm trying to look that up. I can't find anything. Yeah. I'm finding really off things. and This is from the History Channel, and I'm pretty sure this is false. That, um, quote, to commemorate the event, druids would build huge sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn crops and animals as sacrifices to the Celtic deities. Like, druids? Sacrificed animals? I was pretty sure that druids were more in line with Wiccans. Yeah, that's
0: that might be false. That's really not what Wicca is about. No, and no ritual or any type of party I've ever been to has there ever been any allusion to sacrificing. It's, yeah, that's it's not even joked about. A celebration um, and a time to acknowledge and honor the recently departed. It's a a great time to kind of move past your own personal mourning.
2: Is there such a thing as bonfire magic in uh, Wiccan lore?
0: Oh, absolutely. Bonfires are a must at Halloween. And what do you do? Dance around it. You can cast a circle. Um, If you're with a very experienced coven, you can try and draw down a cone of power and then use that magic um, to kind of
2: Look at the craft.
0: It's been years since I saw that. So craft. you have seen the craft, yeah? Okay. I know they I was they about did. to throw. It. I was like, "You went to be gone." I know I've, I've seen, seen it. the craft. I have seen it. Um, <laughs>
2: okay. They're re- they're not remaking it. Apparently, they're going to be doing a sequel. They said they finally said, "We're not remaking it. It's going to be a sequel. It's going to be the daughter of the the blonde girl, who's who's the, the hero." I'm like. Right, so maybe she'll have her real hair this time because you watch that movie. She has a wig on the whole.
0: I did not know that.
2: Yeah, she it, like moves her hair moves a lot. It's because she did Empire Records just before that, and she sh- it, on screen in Empire Records, she's shaving her head her hair off. <laughs> I never noticed. Pointed out like in like reviews of the film, like you have the freeze frame. It's like the uh, stormtrooper in the uh, the first Star Wars movie who hits his head on the bulkhead as they're coming mm-hmm. into the. Uh, as they're coming into the room that C-3PO and R2-D2 are in trying to give, uh, you, know, like instru- you know, like help out Luke and Leia and stuff in the compactor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just one of those little Hollywood things that, uh, that does happen. So in Bonfire Magic, and um, not to focus too, too much on this because we will have a whole other episode about witches and what they do. So this is specifically related to Halloween um, uh, for, for all our listening audience. In the movie The Witch, they do that, like a little Bonfire Magic thing. Have you seen that movie? The Witch was made, like, a year ago. It's about uh, a family yeah. that's cast out of a town in New England.
0: I did see that. Yes,
2: and the girl is, towards the end of the movie, like, accused by her family of being a witch, and she she decides to just embrace it, and, like, her and the other witches are running around the bonfire naked, and she's, like, you know, they're, like... at very very, very... Yes.
0: yes. Nudity is usually optional. Oh, my. <laughs> and you know beforehand that that will or will not be taking place, because many, many Wiccans today... It's a family religion. This is something that families really take part in together. Mm -hmm. So the nudity kind of is downplayed now. Um.
2: Whoa! This is 2017. 17 years ago, I lived with one person that did participate in like a bonfire thing. She had mentioned it to us because it was like I uh, there was like one friend of mine had come over who I didn't know was like practicing Wiccan. I was like, oh hey, you're. I didn't know you were a Wiccan either, or, or a witch, or whatever. And she's like, oh yeah, we're supposed to be doing our bonfire winter or fall solstice. We're all going to go out in the woods and do our bonfire thing. And, and, uh, and uh, my roommate's boyfriend at the time was like, yes, and they get naked when they do it too. I was like, this is like she's like, yes, we, we do, we do, we do get naked.
0: <laughs> hey, no judgment, uh,
2: I was just kind of shocked, because I was only 20 years old. I'd never heard anything like this before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's common in some covens to do everything. It's called Skyclad as well.
2: Yes. I've heard that re- referred to in um, uh, there's a uh, there's a comic book I read that covers a lot of Wiccan lore in the in the comic book because the r- the writer artist his wife is a practicing witch so she like puts like all of like her witch Wiccan lore into the comic book it's called Tarot Witch of the Black Rose and so it's uh, up to issue like 106 or something uh, it's been out for like 18 years it comes out every other month very popular with the witch community because again every issue is like filled with the lore being accurate and correct which
0: is nice
2: yeah, yeah. one of the things that i think is really important around halloween is which uh, this goes back to the pumpkin and it's mentioned in the episode of uh, the great pumpkin sam winchester you don't blow out your candle until after midnight
0: right well
2: because that candle will keep the spirits away and once it's midnight it's no longer halloween
0: Actually, it is, all the way through to the 1st of November.
2: But at some point, daylight comes, and you don't need that candle yeah, anymore. Yeah. Where does that come from? Is that European?
0: I have no idea where that comes from. I've never heard that before. I let a Maybe candle... Maybe that's Hollywood. I usually let a candle go until it goes out.
2: Oh, or the wind blows it out? Exactly. What if it starts snowing, like it has on Halloween before, and like puts your candle out, and then did the evil spirits just show up?
0: I would go out and relight it, honestly.
2: <laughs> Under the three feet of snow that we got back in like two thousand and twelve, that year, <laughs> two thousand
1: eleven. Okay, so I just looked up the lore on this, yeah. and um, it's it's an urban legend. Oh, it is.
2: Yeah, okay, I've never heard of that. I I I I, again, I, it must I be a Hollywood I thing. I do the
1: same thing though, just because it's I don't know a tradition, <laughs> maybe a Hollywood tradition, and um, I never really thought of it as um, like I have to do this. I just think it's nice because it's, like, traditional.
2: Do you have any... I'm not
1: blowing up the candle. Oh,
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I did the same thing. Mel, do you have any practices or things that you do every year for Halloween that you must do that you can't live without doing every year? Oh,
1: my gosh. Well, up until, like, maybe... Actually, it was last year. Up until last year, uh, I went trick-or-treating. <laughs> I <laughs> Nobody knew.
2: You're short enough. You could probably um... get away with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like nobody had any idea that I was not a child. How'd you hmm. make out? how uh, did you make I, out? I always do pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess the the biggest thing is is carving jack lanterns. I can't not carve jack-o'-lanterns. And actually, I'm having a jack-o'-lantern carving contest right now. Cool.
2: Yes, go on and elaborate that contest. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop talking. Okay,
1: okay. I'll go ahead and uh, read about it. I, okay, so... Wait a minute,
2: wait a minute. When does that? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When does that end? Because this is not airing until the week of Halloween. I.
1: It doesn't end until November 4th. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so I have a jack-o'-lantern stencil contest going on until November 4th right now. Uh, create an original jack-o'-lantern stencil with a Mel theme. This can be anything representing me or my work. As simple or as complicated or creative or whatever. Um, it's going to be chosen uh, from a panel of judges and artisticness is not going to be a factor. So, like, while I love my artists, this isn't um this isn't this is something for everybody. So like effort and things like that will be judged on a point-based system like you don't have to be monet or anything just submit stencils to melmodel89 at gmail.com and you'll get a confirmation within 24 hours the deadline's november 4th and the prizes are your design carved into a forever pumpkin by me and i'm going to carve my signature into that as well a signed dvd and a print from my newest photo set and everybody that participates is going to get something
2: Cool. Do you have any traditions that you have to uphold every single year, Beverly?
1: Well,
0: when my son was younger, we definitely carved pumpkins every single year. Um, we haven't for the past three, because now he's going to be 19. But we still watch A Nightmare Before Christmas every uh, Halloween Eve while we wait for trick-or-treaters to come before the bonfire.
2: Do you ever watch it on uh, around Christmas time too? Yeah, okay. absolutely. What else? But, but uh, specifically, like, what um, what things do you do as a as a practicing Wiccan for Halloween every year that you you have to do every year?
0: Really, I just light a candle and kind of mark the moment every year because I'm usually very busy, especially when he was very little. There uh-huh. was very little time to practice anything. Oh, that sucks. Um, when you have kids, oh, you know, no. it's like anything else. It kind of takes a back seat but now that he's grown I kind of returned back to it um, so I know I, I guess last year I did cast a circle with a girlfriend and we did a little bit of magic around a fire outside and that was lovely
2: is it like Halloween specific? Like,
0: no it wasn't last year but again you know I'm just returning back to this and kind of easing back into it very slowly I haven't developed a big network to go to a huge bonfire and have a traditional saun um, mm-hmm. ritual where everybody's dancing around sky clad or not, um, and and per- perhaps calling down a cone of power.
2: Okay, cool. Did your son dress up every year?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh,
2: uh, does he Does he still dress up?
0: No, <laughs> no, that ended around the same time
2: as. Pumpkin carving.
0: Aww. I know. So, and Easter eggs disappeared too. So
2: uh, I'm not as big a fan of Easter, but uh, Halloween, I always make sure my kid dresses up. Do you dress up? Oh,
0: absolutely, yeah.
2: Oh, what are you going to be this year?
0: I haven't decided yet, but Robin's going to be a vampire. A I, I know. I know, and I have I a haven't even decided.
2: Yet. I Are you haven't. like a last minute Christmas shopper? Kind of. Well, <laughs> you, go ex- you go to the you go to the Halloween store that weekend, and everything's everyone's like it's a madhouse. <laughs> we'll
0: see. Hopefully, I mean it's gonna be a surprise. You have Party
2: City right down the street from your store. I,
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> and
2: you can only go one direction from where your store is. Anyway. And my kid works there
0: too, so I have oh, he works there? no excuse. Yeah. Oh, that's no too excuse.
2: funny. Okay, I, then I probably have met him at least a couple times at least this year. Then is he? Did you work this year? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, did you work last year? No. Okay, so I have met him a couple times because I've been in there for various Halloween-related stuff. Mel, what are you going to be for Halloween this year?
1: I really wanted to be Locke from Nightmare Before Christmas, but I'm probably just going to Ooh. dig something out of my closet and preferably something comfy.
2: Which one was Locke? <laughs> because
1: uh, he's one of the little, hmm? the little trick-or-treaters. Oh, Lock, okay. Gotcha. Barrel.
2: All right. Yeah, yeah. okay.
1: Yeah, I'm traveling right up until the day of Halloween, so I am probably just going to grab a Kijaruni out of my closet.
2: I'm going to try and dress up again on Halloween, but I was already at this twice this month. Um, excuse me, I was, um, I was, I'm was I going to read for Halloween, uh, Alice Cooper.
1: Ooh. Nice. Cool.
2: Who's very indicative of Halloween, as well as like Rob Zombie is, and of course Ozzy Osbourne. You know what's funny, Mel, is that they've only done one Halloween episode of Supernatural.
1: I know. Um, I think there's only one or maybe two Christmas episodes as well. I love holiday episodes of holiday specials of every show ever. I just love that they do it, and they take a nod to the holiday. Yeah, I've I've noticed they don't do, do it much on Supernatural.
2: They did an opening sequence for Christmas. I think it was like last year, uh, Lucifer comes in dressed as Santa Claus and kills Crowley and Rowena, and then that was it. And then they go on the rest of the episode. <laughs> Um Because yeah. I think Crowley, I think Lucifer had Crowley under his control at that point. And then the only other time they mentioned Halloween is, I don't remember the name of the, I don't even remember what episode it was or what season it was. They just happened to point out a pumpkin. And he's like, yeah, it's pretty close to Halloween. What's your point? And then they go on with the rest of the episode. Nothing to do with Halloween. Hummer. And it's right. like, this show should have a Halloween episode every goddamn season. It's been on for 13 years and you got you writers have only come up with one Halloween episode? Wow. Out of all the Halloween junk and weirdness out there and all the forms of different religion you couldn't come up with some other type of like MacGuffin thing that Sam and Dean need to find in order to stop the creature of the stuff you know it's like even if you gotta use witches more than once or whatever or you gotta use, you know there could be like Halloween ghosts or there could be like there's so many different things they could do and they've never done more than just one Halloween episode and one Christmas episode now, we've already covered the Christmas episode last year It's actually the first episode for anyone listening And go on to the iTunes page or RadioHard.com and it's the very first episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore it's a very supernatural Christmas covered with my former co-host Kat, but uh, them only doing one Halloween episode for a horror show like this just really boggles my mind, and there's so many different things they could do, but that's going to be a whole other episode that Mel and I are going to do where we cover the monsters Sam and Dean has not covered yet, and I will hopefully, I I wanted to kind of do it between the two seasons, so maybe we'll wait until the end of the 13th season, so in case they do do something that's on the 13th season which we are currently on, then we won't look like fools for saying, oh they have haven't done this yet, but in fact, it's actually airing like next week. Like Mel, you're aware that they're doing the crossover with Scooby Doo, right? Yeah, which will be a lot of fun. Hopefully, hopefully,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they better do it right. Oh, yeah, I'll but, write a letter.
2: I mean, they're going to be animating Sam and Dean just like they do the Scooby Doo characters, so it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens.
1: Well, they did a whole season like that. Uh, what? Yeah the the Supernatural um, animated series.
2: Oh yeah, but that was terrible. <laughs> That was not and very well done. And the a only lot thing of I was really frustrated like with it.
1: was it it was like the exact same episode. Most of them, not all of them, most of them were the exact same episodes, just animated.
2: Correct, correct.
1: what are you doing? Um,
2: Sam says to Dean, uh, Dean, Sam Hain is the damn origin of Halloween. The Celts believe that October 31st was the one night of the year when the veil was the thinnest between the living and the dead, and it was Sam Hain's night. I mean, masks were put on to hide from him, sweets left on the doorstep to appease him, faces carved into pumpkins to worship him. He was exercised centuries ago, but it doesn't say who exercised though. So again, in this iteration, as I've said before, Sam Samhain is a person or a being of some kind. A lot of times, Samhain is referred to as the Celtic God of Death, and I looked up, there is no such thing as a Celtic God of Death.
0: Not that I'm aware
2: of. No, whatsoever. There's a Egyptian God of Death, there's a Hindu God of Death, but there's no Celtic god of death, and that's also referred to like in the Halloween films as well. The night of Sam Hain uh, is connected. They tried connecting it in Halloween four, five, and six, which is the Curse of Thorn trilogy, where Michael Myers is like tied into this cult of druids that are like he- he's cursed when he's a baby to like kill every member of his family.
0: I missed all of those. Yes, Sorry. which doesn't
2: make a lot of sense when they add in the plot line of part six that Michael rapes his niece in order to pregnate her to have a baby to have a sacrifice. It's like why not just keep the niece alive and sacrifice her? Oh wait, she's not a virgin anymore, which doesn't make a lot of sense considering that up until when she was kidnapped at the end of part five, when she was a little girl, she was still a virgin. But then she was taken away to this cult. So depending on which version of the movie you see, because there's two versions of the movie out: Halloween 666, The Curse of Michael Myers, and Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers. Michael rapes his niece and she has a baby. What the hell were you doing with this franchise? Then they go back to H2O where there's none of that explanation whatsoever and Jamie the Curtis is back in it. It's, Hall- it's Michael Myers after his sister, Jamie the Curtis, not her niece, and it's called The Thorn and all this crap and, you know, three films of Donald Pleasant's like expositioning dialogue that we don't care about.
0: I think I know why I missed those episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: However, there's also the third Halloween movie, which is called Season of the Witch.
0: I love that one.
2: With the masks. Yes. Yes, okay. Um, and that involves, like, druids using, like, these microchips on the back of these Halloween masks. Very creepy. To kill children, which ends up happening at the end of the movie. Yes. Yes, and I was just at the Mendon Twin Drive-In here in Massachusetts, and they were showing Halloween 1, 2, and 3, back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Belle, have you seen Halloween 3? No. You can find it on uh, Scream Factory. It's, uh, they put out, like, a whole bunch of horror movies and stuff. It's definitely worth checking out and picking up.
1: Okay.
2: It's not... Michael Myers is not in it, so it's no. always been considered, like, the bastard of the series, but yeah. honestly, it's huh. better than 4, 5, and 6. Yeah,
0: it's, like, a totally unrelated movie. Yeah,
2: and it actually has something to do with, like, the lore of Halloween versus, like, the other films where it just happens to be on Halloween that Michael goes a little stab-happy. Right. So, recently it came out with, like, Tales of Halloween, and that also had a lot of Halloween traditions in it. I don't
1: think I saw that. Did, you see, did you see that one, Mel? Which one?
2: Tales of Halloween.
1: I'm gonna be honest, I'm not the biggest Michael Myers fan.
2: No, no. No, the, okay, you definitely didn't see it then. Tales of Halloween has nothing to do with, ha- with Michael Myers.
1: Tales of Halloween.
2: It's a horror movie anthology.
1: Is that on Netflix?
2: Eh, maybe. I own it, so I wouldn't be looking for it. I don't know. It's a good uh, bunch of series of short films uh, about uh, that take place either on Halloween or have something to do with Halloween the the holiday, not the movies. <laughs> there, it's it's really really good. I know you can only buy the DVD or the Blu Ray from their actual website, which is great because then all the money goes right back to the you know the makers and the distributor. It, it's really really worth uh, checking out. I have not seen this. you you gotta check it out I think you would really really enjoy it everyone I've directed to it if you buy the DVD or Blu-ray of it it comes in a four disc box set DVD Blu-ray the bonus material disc plus the soundtrack to the entire film
1: hey Supernatural fans Mel Heflin here with a cool factoid about tonight's special Halloween episode tonight our guest on the show is Kadrosha Ona Queen of Paranormal
3: hi this is Queen of the Paranormal Kadrosha Ona Carol for SPN Creatures and Law Radio Show. Halloween is upon us. And did you know that many of these obsolete rituals used to focus on the future instead of the past? Nowadays, we think of Halloween as trick-or-treating and the dead and whatnot, but years and years ago, it focused mainly on the future, especially young women, identifying their future husbands and reassuring them that with luck someday, by next Halloween, they'd be married. In the eighteenth century in Ireland, a matchmaking cook might bury a ring in her mashed potatoes. Oh my god, mashed potato matchmaking. That is just so crazy on Halloween night, hoping to bring true love to the diner who found it. All I can say is Happy Mashed Potato Ring Day getting married. Happy Halloween, everybody. And the Queen of the Paranormal, Karosha Ona Carol.
2: The episode that we're talking about the uh It's a Great Pumpkin Sam Winchester of course is based on the uh 1966 uh you know uh cartoon which airs every year, It's a Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Yeah. And we've all seen that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I
1: haven't seen we it for like 20 something years.
2: Oh my god, it's on TV every year. What are you doing?
1: I travel. <laughs> I'm never home.
2: <laughs> you should buy the DVD and that way you can watch it whenever you want.
1: I mean, maybe I could watch it on my phone. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, I think it's on YouTube right now as well. They put it up on YouTube for free for the month of October. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but that's where that whole thing with the great pumpkin comes from. Uh, the uh what do you call it uh the simpsons they did a parody of it with the great pumpkin ate all the children did anyone see that
0: yes i did see that i've seen almost all of the tree houses
1: of horror yes, yes. tree of horror yes.
2: uh so the great pumpkin uh they he, he sees like the, the kids like chopping like stabbing the pumpkins and carving on the jack-o'-lanterns and he starts like throwing up like because it's so disgusted by, seeds, by yeah he starts vomiting his inner seeds oh. and, and he starts like eating the children and stuff like that yes have you seen that mel
1: um, if I have, it's been a long time
2: uh, I don't remember what, what year that episode came out But I thought it was a great little parody of uh, It's a Great Pumpkin it was, it, it was called It's, a great, it's the Great Pumpkin uh, Millhouse Ah, That's right. Was Milhouse like... was the Charlie Brown in that episode. No, the Linus. No, he was Linus. He was yeah. Linus, right. He got Lisa to stay in the pumpkin patch with him.
3: Right. Which,
2: nice. Which drove, him a li- which drove her a little crazy, because she thought he was a blockhead. Big <laughs> grief. Yes, basically. I did Go ahead. want
1: to actually talk about um, the very beginning of this episode, where the guy dies because of the whole razor blade and the candy thing. Mm. I yeah. remember my mom had me check my candy, like... Religiously, like she would go over and like, squish my candy, and like, by the end of it, it's like, "Oh, do I really want to eat this? Like it's all squished up. Like she really wanted to make sure that there was no razor blades or anything. And um actually, from what I understand is the first person who found razor blades in their candy, it was because the kid's own father did it,
2: yeah, the parents were trying to yeah. kill their own kid. There has yeah. never been a recording, as far as anyone, in, in any police report that you can research, police reports over public, you know, public, uh, public records, or public has access to police reports. There is no string of, like, murders happening with children, uh, because a ha- a house gave away all this, like, poisoned candy and stuff. hmm But my parents were the same way. They told me, oh, check your candy, because of this, that, the other thing. Don't eat, you know, don't eat big goods, because they'd be poisoning and stuff like that. I I really remember my. baked goods, if I could. My parents had me throw it out, and I specifically remember my mother saying that to me. Did you ever say that to your kids? Uh,
0: Anything baked? I don't think we ever got anything baked in a trick-or-treat bag, not in the last 18 years. And the only
2: time I ever threw away... Open candy is just because I, you know, the pack, you know, it got split open or something like that, and it's obviously vacuum sealed for a reason. Then I'm not going to eat. It. I'm not going to eat any anything open to, that I find that I buy at the grocery store, bring home, and find out that it's already been opened to begin with. You know what I mean? Right. I'll, I'll I'll store it until I can go back to the grocery store and return it. But again, that was also associated with like, oh my God, they probably contaminated it with something, you know, injected it with a syringe, and this is the hole in the bag. Who right. has
1: that kind of time? If somebody wants to kill me that bad, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's like if they're gonna poison my candy they must really want to kill me i'm gonna let them have that
2: <laughs> one of the last things i want to point out there apparently is man i cannot pronounce this for the life of me there are several sites in ireland that are linked to sam hain um and this was something i remember uh reading about in a book about the history of halloween that says each sam hain mm, is a host to over over uh mm, otherworldly beings who said to emerge from the, and I can't pronounce it, so I'm just going to spell it, O-W-E-Y-N-A-G-A-T, Cave of the Cats. This is supposedly where...
0: Did you say Cave of the Cats?
2: Cave of the Cats okay. is one of the many gateways in the other world in Ireland where beings and spirits were said to emerge on the night of Sam- Samhain. Interesting. Yeah, and they would have like rituals around there um, with like pumpkins and treats and stuff like that to uh, appease the spirits when they come out of this cave, because this cave is a bon- leads to a bottomless pit in Ireland. So really? that's where they believe the spirits are coming up from the bottomless pit. I guess they're all evil, since they're coming up from down below, and they're not coming from the sky above. Well, <laughs> not Unless they're coming from limbo or something, I don't know. But every time I hear about spirits coming up from below, I'm just like, well, they must be bad, because they're coming from hell, right?
0: I don't know where that came from. I
2: hell's down below. Uh, yeah. There was a scholar, of Hutton. Something Hutton. i lost it on the page. Uh, Hutton suggests that Sam Hain may not be particularly associated with the supernatural. He says that the gathering of royalty and warriors on Sam Hain may simply have been an ideal setting for such tales, in the same way that many Arthurian tales are set at country gatherings at Christmas time or Pentecost. I didn't know King Arthur had anything to do with Christmas, but that's okay.
1: I, I would it. have never thought that either. No.
2: No, but I can't find the guy's first name. So, Belle, do you have anything else you'd like to close out uh, talking about Halloween and in particular this episode of Supernatural?
1: Should I mention one of my movie characters? Or...
2: Yes, I don't, yes.
1: I don't think that I've really done a Halloween movie. I feel like all of them can be related to Halloween except for Stirring, which is a very Christmas movie. But you don't
2: have a Halloween film that you were in?
1: You know what? The the closest thing that I can think of is the one that I'm going to be filming uh, the week that this airs.
2: Do you have anything you'd like to close out with us about Halloween? If you do go out trick-or-treating on Halloween night, uh, as uh, Halloween will be right after this episode airs on iTunes and on RadioHard.com, please make sure you check all your candies and bring something of a flashlight or what do you call it, a glow stick with you or wear a bright costume. Even if you are covered in black, you can still wear something that can reflect off of headlights so you do not get hit by a car on Halloween. Emergency rooms are... And don't
1: drink and drive.
2: Yeah, don't drink or drive when you go to a party on Halloween. And if you go to Salem on Halloween, Jesus Christ, please be careful. It is crazy that time of year. (laughs) There are other Halloween things you can do besides trying to get into Salem. There are uh, many different haunts around uh, the Massachusetts area that you can go to. Uh, There are uh many different traditions that you can try i would recommend totally trying to do the uh the feast of saints with uh the uh, dearly departed as well it's something i've always wanted to try and do which i think would be mm-hmm. a lot of fun and uh, don't forget that you can uh, download this episode on itunes and go to radiohorror.com for all the other episodes that air don't forget to stop on by wicked chronic in natick massachusetts and beverly will tell you why
0: Oh, definitely come by. Uh, come get a tarot reading from me.
2: There you go. That's what I wanted you to say. Or
0: <laughs> come pick up uh, some CBD or cannabis accessories, some Wicca accessories for your Samhain activities. Please come see me.
2: Do you have one specific item that people should pick up if they want to practice something on Samhain?
0: Um This is
2: going to be your best plug ever. <laughs> I don't. You don't? Do, do, what do you? Is there Cand- something?
0: Candles, absolutely. Candles are probably the biggest must-have. Okay, I- is there any fire.
2: specific kind of candle? Uh, Because I know candles are, I don't know as much about this, like like candles. Black. A black candle. Okay. Is it just a regular black candle? Does it have any type of name?
0: I sell spell candles, which means that they have been purified and kind of cleared, if you will, of any other intention. So they're completely ready to be charged for your specific use. Um, So definitely spell candles.
2: Would you say they're made from probably blessed bees, maybe? Because bees make wax, right?
0: Absolutely. uh, Yeah, I'll go
1: with that. Sure. (laughs)
2: Thank you, Mel, for joining us once again for supernatural creatures and lore.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I
2: hope you have uh, many safe travels on your uh, excursions on the on uh, this Halloween, as you will be uh, traveling. Me too. So wherever you happen to go, when we come back and record again in November, you have to tell us what you did on Halloween, wherever you happen to end up being. I'll do that. If you because you'll be filming, right?
1: I think I'll be filming on Halloween. Okay, yeah. so you
2: and your cast and crew will probably have a night off, and then you can go out and get like crazy Halloween shenanigans, right? Hopefully. Yeah. See, this is the story. This is the stories I <laughs> want to hear. Uh, and once again, thank you, Jesso Lantern, for providing us with our theme song for this episode. And don't forget to check out Supernatural, uh, the TV series, which airs on the CW. I think it's on Thursday now. They've changed it once again. That is all. Have a happy Halloween, everybody.
0: Happy
1: Halloween. Happy Halloween. In the shadows you
0: can hear the sounds The rumble
1: of a hundred hounds Cries of the banshee, terror of the wind go You only can't see a